Hello listeners, it's Adrian Bowe. Welcome back to another exciting episode of the Adrian Bowe podcast with Troy Malcolm as well. Uh, today's amazing actually, I'm really excited to welcome um, Braden Walters uh, from McGrath-Lennox Heads. Uh, he's focusing in that area. He's a terrific uh, young real estate professional, also sits on the board of the REI. And the reason I wanted to have a chat with, with Braden and, and Braden, thanks thanks for joining us today. Thanks, guys. No worries. No pleasure. Um, yeah, it's an amazing story. A lot of people talk about a sea change, life change or a tree change um, and the unbelievable uh, environment that McGrath has created is is it's allowed people from a practical sense to actually do it and Braden's one of very few people that uh, actually talk about it and, uh, but has actually done it. Mm-hmm. Um, now, the beauty of it is that he's been able to literally pick up his life, pick up his wife, pick up his kids and, and move from the focusing on the inner city of Sydney being Newtown where he he would definitely would have been very much an agent in momentum in, in Newtown with terrific market share and literally pick up his whole world and within the McGrath group be able to tap into the uh, Northern River group of Balna there at, at, uh, at McGrath with, with David Mills and the, and the team and almost immediately gain traction uh, from from a business and and not only that achieve an incredible lifestyle for himself and something that he was him and, he, and Andrew's beautiful wife were focused on so Braden um, mate just took us around sort of what made you make the decision first and and was was McGrath having a presence there uh, a support in terms of making that decision and was it easier for you and yeah just talk us a little bit around the initial story mate yeah thanks mate and uh, hi everyone um yeah, I think, um, you know, and it's true, and thank you, we did, um, we were doing really well out of the Newtown office, and, um, oh, like, what made the us want to make the move? I think um, it was a number of things, we were working really hard, and, um, you know, being that we, I was starting a young family, and, and, you know, in order to dedicate enough time to the work, I was sort of lacking in a few different areas, um, and to me, it, it sort of grounded me a little bit after a while, and, and you know, I think my priorities needed to change uh, from yep. where I was at, what I was doing, and, and the, the culture that I was... Well, the habits I was forming weren't, weren't ideal. Yep. Um, so the reason for the change was, mate, get out of Sydney. Mm-hmm. Um, we looked into a couple of different areas. Um, firstly, it was, you know, we're McGrath people. And yes. I think, you know, I've always have been, and I was only thinking about that yesterday, and I thought... Geez, it was like 20 years ago when I was 16 doing work experience with you. Yeah, I remember um, when, you, you know, when your dad was working. Yeah, with us. yeah, yeah, and like time has flown, but yeah. you know, we I thought were, I always thought you were going to be a professional baseball player, mate. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. remember that, that didn't quite work out. It's too much what what we all wanted, but um, no, you're still you're still hitting the ball out of the park, mate. I yeah, can't. still winning on a different on a, in a different ballpark, right? Excuse, excuse the cliche there. But I couldn't yeah. help that one. No, it's worth worth um, worth a chuckle. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I think um, you know we we did research a few different markets, and we are McGrath people. We we love the brand. We believe in the brand, and you know I've seen it grow from where it, you know, where it's been and, and what it is now. And um, I don't think we ever questioned going anywhere else. Mm. Um, but our research was just where we wanted to go. Right. Um, so prior to, prior to moving, we looked at Coffs Harbour. We looked at Martin Wells there and, and his incredible group yeah. um, at Coffs Harbour. Yeah. Um, and then we also visited the Sunshine Coast up there with um, Chris Smith uh, and those guys out right. at Malula Bar and things. And yeah. um, funnily enough, on the drive between 
uh, Coffs Harbour up to the Sunshine Coast. We stopped in at Ballina and Byron on the way through and just straight away fell in love with the spot. Wow. Um, and we did just organise a quick meeting with um, the principal there at, at Ballina as a catch-up just to get to see the business and fell in love with them straight away. They were great, great business, good bunch of guys, and um, it was refreshing uh, to have owners of a business that were so good. Um, but yeah, if that kind of gets to back to what you were asking uh, as to why we did it, uh, to reset priorities. And um, yeah, we had, had interviewed a few places um, in Byron and the surrounding areas just for our own research. Mm. And none of them could compete on a tech level, on a process level, on, uh, you, you know, there was, re- there was no, no clear competitor at that point. That, that's just so encouraging and satisfying to me, Braden. Um, someone who is you know, one of the uh, the foundation members of this great company and who's been here for sort of a quarter of a century, um, just to go from you know working in one office to now almost a hundred offices and over two thousand people in the network that. You know that a great young real estate professional like you can pick up his family and literally decide on a lifestyle change and actually achieve it and still stay within the McGrath family, the McGrath ecosystem, and still have a great business. Like to me, there's probably nothing more satisfying, and I'm sure John would feel exactly the same way. Well, I know he does feel the same way because I've spoken to him about it. So, yeah, just uh, anyone within the group that's thinking about any changes for their family or whatever, hey, we're in, you know, we're, we're in four states, we've got, you know, 100 offices and, and the culture and the DNA is, is consistent all the way through. Yeah. So, Troy, I'll just pass it over to, to yourself uh, on a couple of other queries with Braden. Yeah, Braden, one thing that I've noticed, and, and, mate, we have called a lot of auctions and worked together on mm-hmm. a lot of campaigns, and I, I kind of have a similar upbringing to you, getting work experience and then being with the business for such a long time. Mm. Um, you're very humble in the way that you go about your business, and I'm I'm going to share with our listeners a few key things that we discussed before you came on. Um, The one thing that I noticed is that the investment you've made, um, not only from a lifestyle point of view to really embed yourself in the community and give back to the community, but also the momentum swing that you've seen in the markets you operate. You said to me, just before we started recording, in the first six months or within the six-month period, you've managed to get and gain 15% market share in your area. Now, that's impressive in its own right. To get double-digit market share in any market in Australia is incredible. Um, what I will share with the listeners is that's compared to any other agency. So you, you're kind of wedged between the two offices, Ballina mm-hmm. being part of the Northern Rivers Group and Byron and Bay yep. being the Northern Rivers Group. You're comparing that to any other agent. So, and you're a standalone within your team, mm-hmm. within your structure. Mate, that's huge. Are you proud of that? Because I would be. If I was you, I'd be kind of thinking I'm living in a euphoric state. I actually don't know uh, if anyone else could achieve that within a six-month period. Yeah, and, and thank you. Yeah, I mean, humble is part of my personality, I think, in, in ways. I certainly have an ego like everyone else. But, um, yeah, it's I mean, sales. T- it's sales. Yeah, it's sales. It's real estate sales. <laughs> so, but, um, yeah, I think, I mean, I always, and even in our Newtown office or in, when I was at the Leichhardt office, um, I was always comparing my performance versus an agency's performance because I take, you know, and Adrian can attest to this, we run our own business, we run our own team, we have our EBU, we are are in effect our own agency under the McGrath umbrella. So even though I've generated 15% market share against other agencies, I still am not happy with where I want to be. I'm still probably third ranked, just third uh, by about half a percent. So... My ultimate goal is to get to the number one agency as my own individual brand. So, yeah, I mean, 
we have our goals and I think, yeah, I mean, looking back at it, we have done very well and I think, you know, it's a test to the work we put in. Really. Yeah. Mm. Another thing you mentioned, I, I don't know whether you remember this story, but I remember uh, you were still in the transition of when you were moving and looking for a property and all the rest of it to move up to the Northern Rivers area. You were still doing a few auctions. And I remember one of our last auctions that we called together when you were in Sydney was you said to me that uh, you'd already got a listing. You were already going through that process. Someone had requested a contract at an open for inspection or a private appointment and you managed to get it to them the same day. Mm-hmm. And they said that, Braden, what are you doing? No one does things that quickly yeah. up here. Do you believe that having that urgency, speed, make it happen, make it happen now, is something that has set you apart in that period? Yeah, I think and we embraced it. Um, you know, the fact that, you know, well, and, and this is no disrespect to my competitors currently, but, yeah, they were in a, you know, in a cruise mode in their careers and, and they're kind of complacent and... You know, get back to the buyer whenever you feel like it kind of mentality was fine and, and what works for them. But coming from Sydney, coming from a highly competitive market where, and you would know, if you meet a buyer at an open house on a Saturday morning, if you don't call them by three o'clock that afternoon, someone else has. Yeah. Um, and so we did take a lot of that mentality. We tried to wind it back as much as we could. But I think people kept saying to me, Brady, you're talking too fast, you're talking too fast. <laughs> and I would, I, would not make any, I would not make any apologies for it. But I would just explain to them, well, you know, this is what how I was trained and this is what I feel you deserve as yeah. a buyer. And, you know, if you've asked for something, you will get it from me straight away. You, I won't put it off for a week. Same as if you were selling and I, you were a buyer or we had a buyer on your place, wouldn't you want me to get back to them right away? Yeah. Well, it's that expectation of being customer-centric. As yep. we know, Agent 3.0 is totally customer-centric and focused on delivering results. Agents and also customers never thought were possible. And, Sorry, if, on that. Go, yeah, yeah, I was going to say. Up, up, I've, what I've realised is I've seen many and, and many of our competitors' deals fall through because of their lack of urgency, and comp, you know, the lack of actually, you know, uh, to quote sort of Frederick Eklund last, uh, at the last Eric, time will kill all deals. So the longer you leave it, the, the, the more chance you have of it falling over. And yeah. Thanks, Braden. What I, who I want to appeal to now in this next part of the, the discussion is agents that have either just started out okay in a a new area or existing area agents that are out of momentum okay that need to get back into momentum Mm -hmm. or established agents who are just in a bad headspace so you know you're someone who's got instant traction within within a short period of time and managed to gain 15 percent market share in a new area that you had no family ties with school ties with or any uh, any other ties um what advice do you give to these agents and and more importantly what did you do that allowed you to get to this point in terms of preparation and marketing budget um and and planning to to get to this point yeah uh, great question um i feel uh if i was to talk to someone uh that is in that position and and you know what we've all been there um you know i i we have all been there and you've got to reinvent yourself and I'm lucky I had the chance to reinvent myself in a market that no no one knew who I was. So um, firstly, it was about the research. So we had to research everything. Um, I knew that my competitors straight away were going to say, who is this guy? Uh, or he's from Sydney. He doesn't know. He's not a local. He doesn't, you know, they would have tried to discredit me to the, to the client. That's, I knew that would happen. If they were any good at their job, that's what they would do. So my first thing was to get hyper-local knowledge. And I know that's been used many times, but... 
research the market, know every street, know every house that's sold in the, you know, re- do your research, okay? That's probably the easiest way to do it. Um, and, you know, the, the, one of the first things I did was use your McGrath Advantage. Our Mars centralised database is brilliant. So every, you know, and I do it, every, buy, every agent throughout the McGrath network are entering buyers every day into that system. Um, put in a ghost listing, put in a... Uh, put in a, a you put in your own house in the market if you live in an area where you if you're trying to get some traction uh, put your own house in there um, put it in as a pipeline run a, da- a buyer database match a buyer match uh, print off the 1500 people that are in there and call every single one of them yeah, because right. not only will you generate a buyer list but you'll also have people in there that were maybe thinking of selling at the same point and you'll be able to generate people that want to sell so I mean yeah. it's creating that database and what a way to fast track your success by having clean data I just actually wrote a note to say uh, you know it's current it's qualified it's ready to go yep. data that's yep. already being entered by someone else at some other engagement so any agent out there thinking I don't know who to call I don't know where to start ghost listing connect the dots and start to call those people that I have had a great experience with McGrath yeah. at some point fill the bucket you know we call it fill the bucket so that you know, the more calls you're making, then, you know, the more appraisals you can get, the more, you know, it, it will flow on as a, the normal workflow. For yeah. A, yeah, I was going to say, what else from a marketing point of view? I mean, you, yep. we've, we've spoken a little bit about marketing. I know you invested a lot of money in marketing to get that momentum. Yep. Um, what did that look like in an area that there was no market presence and no office? Because a lot of our agents also, when they break into an area, think, right, I don't have an office, I don't have a name, I don't yep. have any momentum. How do I start? Straight away, we spoke to the uh, REA rep. Yep. Uh, so we got in touch with our REA rep. We bought the lead generation banners for um, our main suburb and any other surrounding suburb that we could get that wasn't taken already. So we bought the lead gen banners. Um, you know, coming out of Sydney, the Sydney marketplace, um, where it was $3,000 a month, up there it's $700 a month. So wow. for us, it was, <laughs> That's it awesome. was like, we'll take it. Um, so we invested in our lead generation banners. We also bought up a nut, or as many bus stop ads as we could get in oh, our yeah. core area. Yep. Um, so the reason we did the bus stops were because we didn't have any signboards, but however, we could reinforce our brand, our, our exposure to the market without having actually any listings. So the bus stops worked really well. Um, that cost us yeah, about $800 a month, yeah. whatever it was for that. Um, airport advertising, so with the Ballina yeah. Byron Airport, um, everyone's flying, fly out, everyone's coming in at, you know, uh, what do they say, 120,000 people or something in, in one month uh, over Christmas through the Byron Airport. Right. We wanted to try and capture that exposure. So yeah. I was getting phone calls from people from the airport, uh, that kind of thing, but yeah, don't need to digress. Um, we saturated the market straight away with DL cards, um, a direct mail campaign. Um, you know, offering our service and introducing ourselves. And that was the entire BDA? Yes, hit 2000, away. 2000 homes. And the frequency of that going out from, right, we're in this, we've yep. started, we've got all the other marketing activities, you working in collaboration. Yes. What was the frequency? Was it weekly? Was it monthly? It would have was been it? every three weeks. Yep. Every two to three weeks, they would have had something in their mailbox. Yeah. Um, and I've got it written here, we wanted people to ring us and say, we've got two or three of your letters, please stop sending us things. For a reason to talk? For the reason to talk and that you knew they'd connected you with being an agent and McGrath. And, and yeah, Not right. that you wanted, you know, we certainly apologised and we said, look, we're happy to take you off the list and we're happy to stop that. But the phone call was the, just, I guess, was the, 
was the result that you wanted. You wanted them to know who you were. Exactly. And I know also with the your marketing strategy, your marketing hat that you wear so well, uh, it would always have a really clear call to action. So my yep. next question would be, out of those people that did call you, how many of them were actually offended? Because I would think that it was quite a small number because they were getting value. Yep. And that's one thing we do train and coach a lot is it's okay just to stuff things in letterbox, but if it's just asking for a listing or saying that you're the best agent in the area and there's no valid reason or call to action or value add, then you kind of just being the same as every other agent in the area. Yeah, and we did a lot of research into that, finding out what all the agents were doing and don't do the same thing. Yeah, cool. So it was, you know, offering a, you know, and it's the Robert Cialdini. Yeah, um, pillars of influence. Pillars of influence and, you know, give, give, receive. Offer them something without anything in return. Yeah. And we had a massive take up. Um, We managed, I think it was about 127 appraisals within the first six months purely for just that was our focus we just wanted to get into doors yeah we wanted to provide them with an appraisal and a market report and and they'd never been offered it before yeah you know into a brand new market where they're like what do you mean you're going to come back to me with all the last 12 months stats and what's been selling around like yeah absolutely we'd love to do that for 10 minutes work you know that was that was what we did yeah and um, that was a big take up on that direct mail campaign um, the other thing that I'm thinking, now that we've got to that point, because everything you've said, every single agent should be listening to, regardless of where they're at, new start, plateauing, uh, in momentum, what do you do now? Because six months, 12 months in, coming up to that period of, right, I'm in momentum, we have 15% market share, now the competitors have looked over their shoulder and said, hang on a sec, there's a guy that's doing fantastic business, amazing business, he's taking away properties that we would normally represent. How do you then keep going forward to stay ahead of them and build from 15 to 25? Yeah, I think um, plagiarism is the biggest compliment. You know, <laughs> I, I am seeing a lot of the agents now doing a lot of the same things that I that um, that um, yeah we we have been doing. But yeah, I mean, what was next for ours? We've we've just um, actually yesterday um, put on a, a team member, so we got awesome. the, the number three in our team, Walters. So straight away. We've got um, someone else to come on board to, to help with the workload. Yep. Um, you know, you, you, you want to build that ahead of the curve. So um, we've got someone starting with us hopefully in the next week that's going to help continue that momentum. Um, we have paid uh, a company uh, called Upwork. I'm not sure if you guys are aware, but you can put in quotes there. A, a girl in Manila is databasing every business owner in our entire region. Yeah, so, right. Uh, for a hundred, uh, what is a hundred dollars US? Um, she will, she will go through the white pages. She will go through Google and she will database and send me a spreadsheet of every single business owner, their contact details, their address, um, so I can start to make more connections with businesses. And again, it's offering them something uh, that maybe they would want to offer me something back eventually. Yeah. Um, so next, we're we're, we're going to try and target our businesses in our in our local area. Um, we're also starting a networking group as well with some, you know, the high net worth people within our region. Um, I'm starting a, a, a little group called the Lennox Legends, yeah. um, where we will do, um, you know, a fundraising thing for a local, uh, you know, someone that, local that needs some help. Yeah. Um, and, you know, just trying to get more involved with the community a little bit there, I think is not making it so real estate focused, making it more community focused. You mentioned that a big part of your DNA is using one of the Cialdini pillars of influence, which is the law of reciprocity. Every single thing you're doing here, I love that you're actually stating it's to give something back. Um, Because in a community where you are, and in the majority of communities, the McGraw offices are present, that's probably one determining factor of success 
or just another agency. Mm. Is that something that you're conscious of or does it just come naturally because you have been doing it throughout your entire career? Um, I think it's probably something I've learned to do more as I get further into my career is that too many agents look at every single deal individually and it's, you know, it's about doing the deal and making the commission. Whereas as you get into your career more, you want to realize that you want the work to be coming to you and and people coming back again and again and again and again. And, you know, people refer business to you. I'm very much a believer in a lot of referrals that people come to me and I'll repay them for that referral straight away with a gift or, you know, something along those lines. But yeah, you realize that it is about, if you want longevity in our business, that you need to look after those people within the community that are going to continue to use you. And I want to be known as that guy. I don't want to be known as a real estate agent. I want to be known as the local guy that, yeah, and I can help you sell, I can help you buy. That's more along the lines of, I've been able to reinvent myself. And I think that's an easy question. It's, it's relatively new for yeah, me. That's good. Mm. That's amazing. And you can tell by the way you just conduct yourself. And, and um, it's always been a professional standard, but now there's like just a next level of uh, just giving back and mm. constantly be trying to reinvent and make it valuable for yep. the clients to deal with you. Hey, Braden, just as we wrap up, because it's kind of, we could go all day yep. with this episode. Sorry. We're coming up. No, that's all right. We're coming up to kind of 22 minutes and we, we thank all the listeners to continue to listen because this has been one of the most amazing episodes. If someone was just about to start out in real estate and they were that 18, 19, 20-year-old or they were getting from another industry into real estate or they were changing location, what would be the three things that you would do in the first month to make sure you were in momentum? Yeah. Um, First point of advice, it's not going to happen overnight. I didn't get my first listing until the third or fourth month in. Um, and I was okay with that. I knew that and I was going to be aware of that. There was going to be a, a time there where it was all activity and nothing was going to come back. Um, but on that, it, it's, it's phone calls. Fill the bucket. If you're, starting, if you're starting in a new area, get on the phones and ring every single... And it, oh, that's a really bad cliche. Um, find out who you can ring yep. um, and get on the phone and service them. Um, How many calls would you be making? I, I well, as, apart from as many as possible. Yeah. Um, I think initially it was close to sixty to seventy connects a day, um, and that I don't think that's unachievable. If you've got nothing else going, um, go back to your old OFIs, go back to the offices' old OFIs, go, um, go and do what I'm doing. Look up all the local businesses, find out who the owner of the business is, and just introduce yourself. Can I come and have a coffee? And you know, can I meet you for a coffee? Can I, you know, can I buy you lunch? they will then pay you back by, by giving you something in return. That's great, Braden. I mean, apart from this story just being an incredible testament to our brand, mm. um, you know, in that other people have also achieved it. You look at, like, Ryan McFarlane, who's moved to Queensland, mm. Scott Kelly's moved to Queensland, Craig Coglin moved to Queensland a few years ago. All of them have created great business and lives for themselves. So it's certainly a great testament to the brand, which, again, I'm really happy for. The other refreshing thing, uh, Braden, is is all the uh, skills and initiatives that you've shared with us today aren't that revolutionary with no. respect to you. No, they're not. Um, however, if I'm a listener, I could easily fall into the headspace of, oh, you know what? He must have had a coach to tell him all that. I mean, he's on bus stops. He's doing you know, a certain amount of calls a day. He's you know talking to people in Manila about some white pages type stuff. He's doing a bit of social media. You know, he's, he's so. 
and I know that you haven't had a coach, but it's easy for an agent to not use initiative because I think this industry is, is all about initiative. You've literally just uh, allowed this process and this plan to evolve. You didn't let perfection get in the way of getting started. You just moved your life up there, and one day after the next, you just came up with another initiative, whether it's prospecting, whether it's DL cards, whether it's social media, whether it's you know uh, doing the bus stop thing. or would, So... I love it. It's terrific. Uh, the, the refreshing part for people that are listening to this is that all this stuff is not revolutionary, okay, and anyone can do it. And Braden, I know he'd, he's, he's fine with me saying this, you know, he puts on, you know, his pants on one leg at a time, same as I do every <laughs> single day, Absolutely. and, and he, ain't, he ain't no uh, rocket scientist, you know, which none of us are in this industry. Yep. So, um, mate, great for you to take the initiative. Um, I assume... The big why for you is your family and actually having no plan B, and mm-hmm. that's the big why that I always advocate to all our all our people that I coach is no plan B, and obviously this is this is a part of it for you. Um, so did, was it just initiative and just deciding every day to move one step closer towards your goal? Um, and 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 I assume it wasn't a coach or anyone that sort of talked you through it. I think just being hungry. I mean, and that's. Where I did move the family, so you know we had we had no, nothing else. So um, you know it's it's having that hunger to want to be the number one person, or <clears throat> excuse me, um, yeah. I mean, it comes down to hunger and, and wanting it. You want it more. If you want it more than the next guy, then you go and get it. Yeah, simple. Braden Walters, thank you so much. This has been a highlight for me because, mate, we've known each other for a long period of time. I knew that while I was disappointed you were moving away and I didn't get to see you pretty much every single weekend calling multiple auctions for you every weekend, I knew wherever you decided to land you were going to be a success. But luxury is that you got to stay within McGrath. I know that where you are right now, you are happy, you are healthy, you're in momentum and you're building a phenomenal business while still having balance. And that's the opportunity and that's what I'd encourage every single person in this business to really sit back and stop and say, right, why am I doing this? And am I going to set the world on fire? The answer is yes. If you follow an easy process and do things day in, day out that gets you to the next level faster and improve every day, you too can be living the life uh, that Braden has. Mate, thank you again. I know that we've got you to come down to head office to do this interview. We have really appreciated. Adrian, until next week, uh, we will catch up with everyone around the grounds. Uh, For any information you need about this podcast or any questions you have for Adrian or myself please feel free to drop us a line and email adrianbow at mcgrath.com.au and troy malcolm at mcgrath.com.au until next week listeners thanks for that and see you soon